welcome to the Top Biz. I'm your host, Ty, and today I'm going to be giving you the most magical podcast possible. I am going to be going over my top full day at Magic Kingdom. With this day, it is going to be all about what my perfect, magical Magic Kingdom day would look like. So we're going to start from the beginning as far as breakfast and go all the way throughout the evening. And I'm going to talk through what I would do, you know, whether that's what I'm eating for lunch, dinner, what rides I'm going on, all those sorts of things as if I'm there with my family. And this is going to be one of those days that's probably going to exhaust me. And so as you're listening to this, you can take this for, hey, these are some of the things I want to do or how I would plan the day out. I will just warn you, if you follow what I have, it's going to be one, super tough to do unless you have fast passes, or two, you are going to be pretty exhausted um, after completing this day. And I will tell you, this is possible, what I'm going to talk about today, but I always recommend planning a day very loosely as you go to the Magic Kingdom or to any Disney park. Things are going to happen. Stuff's going to get in the way. Somebody's going to need to go home or you're going to forget something or you may miss a reservation. Things are not going to go all the way you plan. So this is just what my magical day would look like at Magic Kingdom. And I'm going to go ahead and get started. And the first thing I'm going to do on my perfect Magic Kingdom day is I'm going to have some breakfast. And I've thought about this one. So one of the ideas was going to the Crystal Palace and eating with characters in the morning. But I'm I'm actually going to start my day over at the Polynesian Resort. And I am going to go to Kona Cafe for breakfast. And the reason I'm going to Kona Cafe for breakfast is the food. So there are two things that I want to order and I want to start my day off. And then I know this is going to be crazy because it's a crazy sugar-filled breakfast. But I am going to go to the Polynesian Resort and the Kona Cafe to get Tonga Toast and macadamia nut pancakes. And, I, and I've talked about uh, at least Tonga Toast on this podcast before, but Tonga Toast is banana stuffed French toast rolled in cinnamon sugar. And, um, and then it's made, right? So it's basically like French toast, but it's like banana stuffed and it's rolled in cinnamon sugar just like French toast is. And it's served with a strawberry, a strawberry compote when you get your choice of like ham or spiced ham and bacon or sausage it's amazing so i'm going there one of somebody in my family is ordering that and then somebody else is ordering the macadamia nut pancakes and then hopefully just hopefully somebody else orders protein because this this stuff's pretty sugary but the pancakes come with a macadamia nut butter and they have a pineapple sauce and your choice of a, a meat as well like ham or bacon sausage stuff like that but it's it's just a perfect, perfect breakfast to set up my perfect day. And as I've stated in other podcasts, calories don't count when you're on vacation at Disney World. And so the Tonga Toast, the macadamia nut, nut pancakes at Kona Cafe is how I'm starting my day, my perfect day at Magic Kingdom right at the Polynesian Resort. And if you didn't know, the Polynesian Resort is one of the first resorts that was created for Magic Kingdom in Disney World. It was built when the park was, and so it's been around since the 70s. And you get a view of the park just from uh, the Polynesian Resort, and it's right on the monorail, so you can just jump on that monorail and go straight to the resort. And after I eat my breakfast, I'd probably get some talk, some coffee to go, 
and just walk along in, in the Seven Seas Lagoon there, is which is the water there, the Seven Seas Lagoon, and just look at the park and just relax a little bit um, prior to getting on the monorail. And right now the monorail isn't running at the Polynesian because all the construction that's going on over there. But the monorail is the easiest way to get to Magic Kingdom from the Polynesian Resort, and it takes no time. You can also take a boat, uh, which is, is really magical as well. I mean, heck, a boat ride over to the Magic Kingdom. You see the castle as you're on the boat. I mean, it's it's really magical. But I would just take that, I would take that monorail and just be there at Park Open and I would rope drop, right? So I could start off the day and be ready to go. And and that's it. And as soon as I got to Magic Kingdom, first thing I'd do is I'd walk through with my family, I'd hear the amazing noise from my magic band, uh, the magic noise that it makes to let you into the Magic Kingdom, and just feel at home. And that's truly makes me feel like I'm vacation. I hear that noise uh, from tapping a magic band and just seeing everybody with smiles on their face getting ready to go into one of the most magical places in the world. And on this perfect day, as I walk through and I'm walking under the train station, I'm going to see the Dapper Dans because it's my perfect day. And the Dapper Dans are a, a singing quartet, if you don't know who they are. And, and right now they currently are singing up on the train station um, or they'll be on a trolley. Sometimes they're walking around, but they're going to be singing for me and my family when I get there because they're awesome. Um, it's really cool. And, and the Dapper Dans, even during like Halloween time, they've become the Cadaver Dans and are kind of dressed up like zombies and have face paint and stuff. Really cool, but the Dapper Dans just take you back to a, you know, an older time, a wholesome time, and, and uh, makes you feel you know at home at Disney World. Those Dapper Dans, it's just really great. And I would just take in, you know, take in the sights and sounds, and and the people on Main Street, and and I would you know walk down Main Street slowly with my family and just enjoy everything that's around, the noises, the sounds, the people, the joy that you have walking down Main Street, or I should say up Main Street, because if you didn't know, you're actually walking upwards because you're walking and uh, there's stuff built underneath Disney World where there's utilid what they call utilidors. People are walking, moving to where trash goes. You're wa actually walking up a hill slightly when you're going up Main Street. So I'm not walking down Main Street. I'm technically walking up Main Street. And I'm gonna see people posing for pictures with photo pass photographers. But I'm not going to stop right there. I'm going to I'm going to keep walking, and as soon as I get to the end of Main Street, I'm going to veer right um, just a little bit out in front of the plaza. And there's normally a photo pass uh, photographer sitting, standing right there, and they're usually not busy at all. And that's where you actually get your super zoom photo. And if you don't know what a super zoom photo is, I've talked about it on this podcast before, but it's a shot where um, they kind of have you up close and then they pan all the way back to the top of like the plaza which is the restaurant back there and you see all of uh, the magic kingdom and the castle and then they zoom all the way back into you and whoever's in your party and it's just a really cool picture and so we're going to stop we're going to take one of those pictures so i have that memory and it's going to be fantastic and then after that my my family is probably not going to love me my wife will because she she loves pictures but 
we're gonna we're gonna continue and go right over the bridge um, to Tomorrowland. So traditionally, if I didn't want what I'm about to do, I would cut through Tomorrowland Terrace, which is actually a restaurant there, and you go past an Instagrammable um, wall there within Walt Disney World. But we're gonna go over the big bridge into Tomorrowland, and the only reason we're doing that is we're gonna stop at another photo pass photographer. So right before you get into Tomorrowland, there's always a photo pass photographer right there. It's usually not that busy, and I feel like it's the best, one of the best castle pictures you can get. I feel like it's better than the one on Main Street because there's nobody behind you. There's nobody gonna photobomb your pictures. There's kind of, you kind of see the lake a little bit back there and you just have a really great shot of the castle. So I recommend getting that picture there versus Main Street. You can do whatever. If you want that classic Main Street picture, that's fantastic. But this one, you're definitely not gonna have anybody uh, in your picture and it's it's great. And they usually have some sort of uh, magic shot there as well. Um, I really like the stitch magic shot that you can do there during certain times of the year because I'm a stitch fan or at least my daughter is. So anyway, that I'm taking a picture there in Tomorrowland before I head into Tomorrowland for the day. So after I've walked down Main Street, I've taken a couple pictures of my family. And the reason why I talk about taking pictures with my family early because, listen, if it's like 100 degrees out in Florida heat and you're walking around everywhere, come noon, <laughs> you're probably not going to look your best. Your family's not going to look your best. They may not want to smile. They're going to be sweaty. You know, something's going to be disheveled on you or on them. So that's why... Early in the morning, I think that getting the pictures, if you want something like that, that's when it should happen. So those are my two suggestions as I'm walking to Tomorrowland on my perfect day in Magic Kingdom. And as I walk into Tomorrowland, my first ride I'm doing is Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. I love Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And the reason why is because I'm competitive and I... <laughs> Just love trying to be what they call a galactic hero. So if you score 999,999 points, you are a galactic hero. And my goal is to do that every time. And I would love for whoever I'm riding with on that ride. So it's an omni-mover ride, and you're both shooting these little lasers. And it's kind of old and retro, but... I don't know. I just want to be a galactic hero. And, and there's ways to do that. And so I'm not going to do a spoiler alert on here, but you can... You can watch YouTubes or Google like what items you need to hit to get the most points. Uh, but anyway, that's where I'm starting our day. So we're, we're starting at uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin in Tomorrowland. And uh, if you didn't know, Tomorrowland, so if, you, if you're walking down Main Street in Magic Kingdom, you've got the castle in front of you. So Tomorrowland is the first land, and it's to the east or right whenever you walk in. And then if you keep going... Um, counterclockwise so northeast um, is fantasy land and then kind of behind that is um, is going to be uh, Liberty Square so like straight behind the castle is gonna be Liberty Square and then you're gonna go into Frontierland from there so the Frontierland would be kind of like northwest or like top left however you want to look at it and then um, as far as west goes if you take a left as soon as you get into the hub is going to be frontier land so um, you know I'll go over that again when I talk about the different areas but bottom line is 
some people they say when when you go into magic kingdom most people go to tomorrowland or go right um so some people are like hey go left and and go against the grain i don't think it really matters um there may be a small difference it just depends on what rides are operating right when the park opens most people go straight to seven doors mine train which is back in fantasy land but anyway we're going to tomorrowland so we went on buzz lightyear space ranger spin and then in my perfect day I'm gonna have a fast pass that early for Space Mountain. Now, um, fast passes, if you didn't know, you usually get three fast passes with your entrance into Walt Disney World. Now, who knows by the time fast passes come back, if they're even a thing, if you have to pay for them, if you only get one, if you still get three, I don't know, because um, currently you don't get any fast passes for any rides and fast passes what it does is it gets you to the front of the line basically there's a separate line you usually got to make three of them and they would they would kind of go away um, but they definitely make the ride much easier to get on and so we're going on space mountain next space mountain there's two different tracks on space mountain so there's alpha and omega i don't really think there's a difference you can go down a rabbit hole where they say one side's a little bit longer or one side's just a tiny bit faster bottom line i'm just going on space mountain and enjoying it with my family and just having fun i love space mountain it's in there in tomorrowland and it and it's fantastic and then after space mountain we're going to get off space mountain and I'm going to convince my family to go on Carousel Progress. <laughs> they may not all want to go on Carousel Progress, but it's just it's just old school, quintessential Disney. And it was in the World's Fair in the 1960s, and they brought it here to Magic Kingdom. And, and it's something that Walt Disney created forever ago, and it's very nostalgic. Now, is this a ride I'm telling you you must ride if you go to Walt Disney World? Your average guest is probably not going to enjoy Carousel Progress. I enjoy Carousel Progress because I know the history um, behind it and what all went into the Carousel Progress, and uh, that's why I enjoy it. But it is a great time, a 20-minute show to kind of get out of the heat. It's a little dated um, if, if you want to do that, but we're going we're gonna to go to Carousel Progress and, and ride that. After Carousel Progress, we're going to start walking over to Fantasyland. And uh, from Fantasyland, we're going to go to Peter Pan, and we're going to ride Peter Pan. This may be one of the longer waits that I have because I'm not using one of my fast passes that I am imaginarily making up. But we're going to go to Peter Pan. Peter Pan, just classic Disney ride. Um, I really enjoy it. The queue for Peter Pan is really fun during normal non-COVID times, and, you know, it, it's awesome. It's Peter Pan, just classic Disney. And after Peter Pan, we are going to do Seven Doors Mine Train. And I'm going to have a fast pass for that, too, because uh, this is my special day, right? <laughs> and uh, Seven Doors Mine Train is a great coaster. And I really do think any any kid, um, as long as they're tall enough, can ride Seven Doors Mine Train. Some think that maybe it's not a great starter coaster, but I think it can be. I think it is. It's not. It's not too crazy. It's really... A lot smoother than Thunder Mountain so I would recommend it for kids in in that queue line too so if you get to the queue line or line you wait on to get onto the ride is very interactive and very fun for kids uh, whenever it's not non-covid and they can actually play with the things but Seven Doors Mine Train it's a good coaster there's animatronics it's quick um, 
I, I think it's a great, great ride. So we're going on Seven Doors Mine Train. And then after Seven Doors Mine Train, um, I may go to uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle, depending on if my kids want to go there or not. It definitely has one of my favorite pre-shows in all of Disney with this uh, magic uh, mirror uh, that's that's in that. And if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me talk about that. But um, if my kids want to go on that, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go through that. And it's essentially Enchanted Tales with Belle. You know, it's a it's a big storytelling thing. It's a little bit interactive, and then people get to play different parts. And so I think if you have little girls in your party they're gonna love it if you're an adult probably not as much but i really like um the magic that's put into uh that first little scene there with the magic mirror but after that we're gonna go to small world another classic uh you know some people hate love small world um hopefully you don't get stuck on small world i think that's my worst nightmare um to hear that song over and over and over again however we're gonna go small world just because it's classic and we're gonna enjoy uh small world it just like the Carousel Progress was created uh, at the same time um, for for that World's Fair. And then uh, this is the version, this isn't that exact version because that exact version is uh, out in Disneyland. Uh, but anyway, Small World, it's just classic Disney. And then after we get out of Small World, uh, we're going to head to lunch. And we're going we're gonna to go to Liberty Tree Tavern for lunch. And so this is a little bit... Uh, a little bit heavy of a lunch. Uh, so right now, it is um, all you want to eat um, for lunch. So normally, traditionally, non-COVID time, you order off a menu for lunch, which is something I think I may prefer for lunch. However, right now, it's it's essentially like um, Thanksgiving, which who doesn't like Thanksgiving food, right? It's all you can eat, and it's really good food. I love Liberty Tree Tavern. The best part of Liberty Tree Tavern is at the end is the ooey gooey cake, but you got to make sure you save room for it. Um, That dessert is awesome and makes the whole thing worth it. But Liberty Tree Tavern, the all-you-can-eat piece, is just don't fill up on all the bread and all the salad because the main course and all that food is really, really good. But this can be really heavy. And so... And, and just to let you know, Liberty Tavern, it's definitely one of my favorite. It's not its not inexpensive, um, so it's not cheap is basically what I mean to say. So it's going to cost you a little penny. So if you have little kids, you know, they're considered a kid, but um, anybody over nine is considered an adult. So it could get a little bit pricey, but really, really good lunch. And then, you know, after lunch, we're going to feel kind of heavy because we just, we just ate a lot. And we're going to walk... Um, towards Adventureland and we're just going to stop in the hub and hopefully catch a parade just to let that food digest for a little bit. Either sit in the hub grass or enjoy um, some sort of parade at that point because in my dream Magic Kingdom day there's no COVID so there's parades there's all that stuff going on and it's just amazing so that's what we're doing. We're going to have a good time watching a parade or whatever it may be and just happen upon it. Um, And so then we're heading towards Adventureland and the first thing we're going to do on Adventureland is the Jungle Cruise. And I love the Jungle Cruise. It's one of the first, one of the rides that's around from the park first opened as well. Jungle Cruise is all about your captain of your boat. I mean, it is, it's, it should be fun. It's just a bunch of dad jokes. And maybe since I'm a dad is why I really like it. But it's it's a fun ride. And it's just all about the engagement that you give it. 
So if you go on this thinking you're just going to sit back and just have this ride through a jungle and be amazed, that's not that's not it. So it's old animatronics, and it's all about uh, the interaction that you have with the captain. And so that's why I like it. It's very campy, um, but I enjoy it. It's super fun. Kids usually enjoy it, and the jokes on there for me are good because they're dad jokes and they're funny. And so after Jungle Cruise, we're getting off. We're going to continue this boat ride theme, and we are going on Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, awesome Disney ride, must do at Disney World, at Magic Kingdom, and I love it. It's one of my favorite photo passes if I have a huge party with me, and I've talked about that before, and it's just great. The smell of Pirates of the Caribbean, which I may have talked about before, is just awesome like i just love this i don't know it just has a distinct smell which i think it's bromine is what they put in the water but it's it's great i mean that ride uh, just classic disney i love it i mean such a good ride that they made multiple movies from a disney attraction you know the the disney attraction didn't come after the movies the movies came after the disney attraction so pirates of the caribbean taking my family on that and then once we get off Pirates, we're going to walk back just a little bit, and we are going to Aloha Isle, and we're getting a Dole Whip. So Dole Whip is like my favorite snack at Disney World, and now there's like 40 million different Dole Whips, but I'm just going with the classic. Just get the classic Dole Whip, and um, I'm taking that Dole Whip into the Tiki Room. So the Enchanted Tiki Room is right beside Aloha Isle, and I'm taking that Dole Whip into the Tiki Room. And um, it's going to be great. So the Tiki Room, you know, it, it, it's grown on me. I will say that. So you learn more about Disney history as I've, if I've become more and more of a Disney fan. And the Sherman Brothers created the music with the Tiki Room. And the Sherman Brothers are just amazing. They're the ones who created the music for Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, Carousel Progress. I mean, they've created so much music for Walt and just knowing the history, like Walt used to every, not every night, I mean, multiple nights of the week, just go and let them play in his office on his piano and they would create music and um, just really cool. If you haven't got a chance and you have Disney Plus, uh, there's a great documentary about the Sherman Brothers on there. You should definitely watch that, but it makes me appreciate the Tiggy Room more. But Basically, I just don't want that Dole Whip to melt super quick in the Florida heat, and so I'm going into the Tiki Room and enjoy the show for the Tiki Room. And the Tiki Room, essentially, it's a bunch of songs with animatronic birds and um, different things, and it's fun. I mean, it's it's fun. It's quick. And then um, I'm going to head over to Frontierland and uh, do a couple things. So we are first going to go to Splash Mountain because I have a fast pass, and man splash mountain what else is there to say favorite ride in all of disney splash mountain it's it's long it's got great music it's got great animatronics it's uh it's awesome and so i highly recommend um you know wearing a poncho or a jacket or something so you don't get soaked because it's it's truly a great ride and i can't wait to see what they do with it they are turning it into princess and the frog retheming it reimagining it uh it's not closed yet so i don't know when they're doing that but Hopefully it's not uh, the next time I go to Disney, but because uh, I'll be sadly, uh, it'll be sadly missed if uh, if it's shut down. But 
I can't wait till they redo it just to see what they do because I'm sure they're not redoing the ride. They're just going to retheme the whole interior and, you know, it'll be all the Princess and Frog songs. So it's going to be really great. But we're going on Princess and Frog. We got a fast pass. I mean, on Splash Mountain, we've got a fast pass. So that's awesome. We're going to come off Splash Mountain and we're going to one of two things. I'm going to keep trying for Thunder Mountain uh, fast pass. So if you didn't already know, once you use your first three fast passes, you can get more fast passes. You can get one fast pass at a time after that. So I'm going to keep trying to do that and get that Thunder Mountain fast pass. And I'm going to score that. And we're going to Thunder Mountain and enjoying Thunder Mountain. I mean, Thunder Mountain, just classic Disney coaster. I love it. By this time, it's probably getting a little bit dark. And uh, I think Thunder Mountain at night splash mountain at night and then astral orbiters over in tomorrowland are some of the best rides that you can do at night at magic kingdom um so splash mountain and thunder mountain at night are, are really great and um you know they're, they're just they're just fun to have and then um and then after that we're gonna start walking back towards the castle after thunder mountain and we're gonna go country bear jamborees so this just like carousel progress a tiki room, small world. Um, talk about campy jokes and old school Disney. That's what this is. And so we're going to watch Country Bear Jamboree and just enjoy it for what it is. Um, who knows how much longer this will be here. So, um, you know, we're going to enjoy Country Bear Jamboree as we walk back towards uh, Liberty Square. Now, after Country Bear Jamboree, it's dark out, right? And so what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to the Haunted Mansion and enjoy haunted mansion haunted mansion is so fun right there you know in liberty square and oh man i love the haunted mansion and we're going to enjoy that ride and when we get off it's going to be dark and we're going to do the happily ever after dessert party so if you don't know what happily ever after is happily ever after is the fireworks and laser light show type thing projection show that they put on cinderella's castle it's my favorite thing at disney period and if you go to disney world um, outside of covid and they're doing happily ever after you've got to watch it you got to see it on the castle it's just an amazing show i mean that song i still play um outside of disney my kids love it enjoy it it just brings me joy and happiness because people are so happy when they're watching that it takes them to another place and it's really what walt wanted is is us to be taken away from the troubles of our daily lives and just enjoy time with our you know friends or family or whatever it may be in this and happily ever after truly does that but we're going to the dessert party so what the de dessert party is is it gives you the opportunity to have food snacks desserts and either watch the show from tomorrowland terrace or they have a special spot at the hubgrass for folks from the happily ever dessert party and we're going to choose the hubgrass part um just because we want to be in the mix and then also if we need to potentially go get some other food we could do that too but the dessert party has amazing snacks so it's got ice cream shakes it has taco spring rolls um, different kinds of cheeses that you can get. It's got so many cupcakes that you can't choose, like different flavors. It's got um, all kinds of macaroons. It's got chocolate-covered strawberries, brownie bites, gray stuff, Oreos. Uh, as far as drinks, like it's got sparkling apple juice. It's got pog juice, which 
Pog juice, if you didn't know, is passion fruit juice, orange juice, and guava. And traditionally, you could only get this at Ohana, which is over at the Polynesian. It's a dinner at Polynesian, a restaurant over there. But Pog juice, the kids actually love. You can get lemonade, strawberry, lemonade, milk, water. And then like there's some hot beverages too, um, like coffee or tea and all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of things to choose from. We had a huge lunch uh, at Liberty Tree Tavern. So you know, ending the evening at this dessert party, there's enough snacks there. And if not, we're going to be in the Hubgrass and, you know, I can walk over to Sleepy Hollow and, you know, get a um, chicken waffle or Nutella waffle or to the plaza, get some more ice cream, whatever. But um, we've got a lot of things going on, but that, that dessert party is going to be probably food enough. And we're going to enjoy happily ever after. Like I said, it's the my favorite thing about Disney. It's number one in my book, and so I recommend everyone to attend the happy happily ever after um, fireworks show. And then, once once the fireworks show is all over, there's a mad dash to get out of Magic Kingdom. But we're not going to do that. We're going to let the park clear out. We're going to do one of two things. We're just going to sit in the hub grass and watch everybody kind of leave and just hang out right there or we're going to walk back and and maybe see if we can get on Haunted Mansion again or Seven Doors Mine Train um, but probably just hang out in the hubgrass because it's been a long day and let the crowds thin out and then once everybody's kind of cleared out it's just awesome like just seeing the park um, without all those people and seeing everything lit up I always like taking a picture, um, and sometimes there's a PhotoPass cast member there. So by Sleepy Hollow, going into Liberty Square on the other side, so where we took the pictures originally for um, in front of Tomorrowland um, on the Tomorrowland Bridge, exactly on the opposite side over near Sleepy Hollow, there's another little bridge there, and you can kind of get the castle reflection in the water. Um, just a great picture um, for you and your family. You can take a selfie or sometimes, like I said, there's a photo pass cast member there. Um, so anyway, we're going to let that park thin out and, and just enjoy the park without as many people in it. And uh, after that, you know, we, we can walk to the monorail, get on the monorail back to the Polynesian because that's where, um, you know, we're staying or where we were when we started the day. And that's it. I mean, that was an awesome day. I mean, best day ever. Um, in in I'll in Magic Kingdom, I can't think of a better place to be with with my family and or friends. And then we're gonna sack out and sleep it all off because we're getting back up the next day to do something else. But uh, that's my top day at Magic Kingdom. I hope you guys jotted down some different notes there. That's what I would do. Um, that's the rides I would ride, the food that I would eat. And that would be my top full day at Magic Kingdom. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening to the Top Diz. Please take a moment. Give me uh, a ranking of five stars on on, on the podcast. And uh, give me any reviews or anything. If it's Spotify, whatever it may be. Subscribe. That way you get to hear when I make another one of these. I really appreciate you all listening and hoping you have a magical day. 